They're both in there now. Welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat pod. On today's pod, we review a long overdue victory as we beat Bournemouth 3-1. We dust off our mental thermometers once again to take some form temperature checks. We steer away from Chelsea matters in our Beyond the Bridge section. We look ahead to the visit of Nottingham Forest to Stamford Bridge. And our own Lee Mack, Brady, has got another Chelsea quiz for us. (laughs) <laughs> Mate, you're running out of there. You have to go to the 70s soon or something. <laughs> you're really <laughs> scraping the barrel. Hello. That's it. Might change it up soon. Have to do some female ones like Anne Robertson or something. I don't know. The, 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 one, the 1% card, pretty good show, though. Yeah, really good. Mm. And uh, 0% chance of us getting relegated now. Hey. Hey. How about that? Fantastic. Um, yeah, how, how do we feel after yesterday's result? Um, very, very positive. It's, it's very exciting to get a win. I, I, I've got a question for you guys. When was the, what, the title of the podcast after our last win and the date, if you can get it? Any, any guesses? The date yeah, of the title? Is it the Leicester one? Oh, the March, March 11th. Is that, that was on our last win. So the podcast date was March 14th. What was the title of the podcast? It feels like so long ago, this. And a wait Chelsea win away. Chelsea win three on the spin. Fourteenth oh. oh, yeah, of March. Was, uh, that was the was... last time we recorded a podcast after we won a game. Back in March, was it? That was Potter's big week. That was Potter's big week. Almost two months ago. Didn't I mean, that is ridiculous, sorry. isn't it? No. Yeah, fantastic to be fantastic to be on here after a win. Can't wait to can't wait to review it. And I got I got to say, Chris got the prediction right, three one. So just hey. goes to show the. <laughs> It just goes to show that blind faith and annoyingly, optimi- or annoyingly yeah. optimistic predictions sometimes come in. So well done, Chris. Uh, you finally got one, mate. Well done. I only so, got well, one. I feel like I'm the only one who's ever got one. It feels like you're going to say 8-0 for this week. but that's <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll find out later in the podcast. Yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a, a good win, an away win, which is rare. Um, 65% possession for us dominated most of the game. Um, felt like um, five shots on target of 11. Um, Kepper was quite busy still, three saves out of those four. Um, in terms of XG, uh, Bournemouth created 1.3 XG, which was pretty much the same as us. So tight game in terms of creation um, and some maybe some issues with how we're using the ball still. But how do, how do you see it go down? Yeah, I thought I thought we played a completely different style of game to one that we've played recently. It was almost like they scrapped everything and started again. Lots of obviously we were very excited when we had the team news. Uh, Madweke and Modric both starting. I think <clears throat> everyone was calling out for that. Really, the the pace down the wings, get to see some some proper wingers playing a four three three for the first time really in a long time. We've been playing with, with two up front. Um, 
in a lot of these games, 5-3-2 obviously very recently, without really the profile of player to, to play that position. Whereas we've got Madweke and Mudrik who are, have spent their careers playing as wingers, right and left wingers in 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. So it seemed perfect. And yeah, the first half was just a breath of fresh air. Off the ball movement, players getting in behind. The midfield is actually getting the ball and looking to play passes in behind um, as well. And yeah, just uh, a fantastic and enjoyable game to watch, even though, like you say, the game was, was quite close. I don't even mind that. You know, we we had something to something to cheer about and three goals in a game. So yeah, really happy. Yeah, I mean, he, he went with the 4-3-3 for the second time around. I think that really helped. He, he, dro- he dropped Kovacic and... I was calling last week for you know Kovacic, Fernandez, and Kante, and one of them maybe to go and get some more goals in the team. And, he, and you can talk about Conor Gallagher, but Kovacic probably wouldn't have scored that goal that Gallagher was in that advanced position. And obviously, with the team selection of Manoweke and Mudrik, even though Mudrik wasn't fantastic on the day, it just gives a bit more positive uh, vibes around the performance even before we started. And it was a tight game. I thought Bournemouth were pretty good. They were pretty lively on the ball. They broke quickly. It was a good game to watch actually. But just, just you know, in terms of XG, it was pretty even. We just rode our luck a bit at the end. And one thing about this game is we were just quite clinical in the second half. We just, where the game was sort of balanced, on the balance of 1-1, where a lot of games this season where it's been nil-nil and the other team scored, we just sort of, uh, we were clinical near the end and got the win. So it was, yeah, obviously fantastic to finally get a win and get three goals. And yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think the, the setup was much better much more positive, felt like dropping Kovacic, Sterling or Bamiang after the performance against Arsenal seemed to pay dividends. We had a much more um, structured approach to how we were playing. A lot of the play was pushed down the right to Madueke, who was who was brilliant. Um, and yeah, I think we our midfield was full of people who actually, although people won't rate Kante's ability to to score goals, he's, a, he's very attacking because of his energy levels. So you end up with Kante, Gallagher, and Enzo's obviously got a bit of flair to him in terms of attacking um, spaces as well. So those three plus the wingers, it was it was a very good setup and been crying out for Madrid and Madueke for a long time. And I know it was discussed last week that it wouldn't make much of a difference, but I think it I think it made a massive difference to how we played. And Bournemouth were very worried, and rightly so. Um, we were we were brilliant in going forward, and it's a shame we couldn't score more. Really, I thought we got into some good spaces, but never really got off the final ball. Um, but that will hopefully come with time and um, with more experience and uh, the guys playing together. So yeah, fantastic. I thought Conor Gallagher. I just want to quickly mention him because he's he's had some poor performances in in some weird positions. Obviously, playing off Sterling as one of the two up top against. Brentford and being asked to play that position against Real Madrid in the second leg as well not his position really I thought his energy was fantastic from the start in this game Um, and sort of similar to the energy obviously completely different players but the energy that Odegaard brings Arsenal when he's really starting the press with his sprinting because because Connor really sprints so many times in matches compared to other players and and that sort of motivates the other players to sort of come along with him um, even though he's not a leader, I would say he leads by example in 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 terms of pressing, and and yeah, it's infectious, and and that made a difference to our our pressing for sure. And obviously having Havertz up there, who's who's decent at that, Mudrik, who's got some pace and decent. We won a lot of balls high in the game, and uh, that that's something we haven't done recently very well either. 
Must be a big week for Chelsea Odegaard getting compared to Gallagher. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, Connor, similar to Kante, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to go about Kante's ability on the ball because, again, he, he got an assist, which is a bit like a unicorn for N'Golo. But um, he, he, not fantastic on the ball, N'Golo, but him and Gallagher really bring the energy, you know. And, and Cover recently, and obviously there's some issues with... There's some news that Kovac might be leaving. It's a World Cup year. Kovacic has just not really been on it recently. So I think bringing Gallagher in really did help. And yeah, just a lot of energy. And it was a kind of game where it was quite a free-flowing game in a sense because both teams were kind of on the beach. And I, uh, I listened to a podcast before and they said that these kind of beach games, they're usually quite high, high scoring, not too much to lose. So both teams were kind of going for it and lots of breaks. So yeah, yeah it was a game where we needed energy. So yeah, it was, it was good performance in that sense. Yeah, I think the last 10 minutes... Bournemouth maybe on a different day would have set up shop and tried to defend. And yeah. You can see them still kind of trying to push forward, which obviously gave us the uh, the opportunity and to and get when more extra goals. When it was one one in the second half, Bournemouth had plenty of chances to go ahead. Uh, uh, Kepa yeah. made a good save, one on one from Christie. I think they missed a header from like five yards out. But that's what I mean about clinical. We just got that little bit of that little bit of variance going our side where they missed a couple of chances uh, and we took and we we put them away. So. Yeah, yeah, really. Two big chances created in this game for Chelsea and two big chances scored. That's uh, something you haven't seen for a long time. Yeah. I just want to mention a player that came on. It, it was Hakim Ziyech. And obviously when he came on, I think I think the fans were booing, I think. I think when I think when Ziyech and Sterling come on, I think the fans were booing. But I've got to say, if that's the last dance for Hakim Ziyech, what a little cameo. I mean, fantastic, fantastic delivery for the uh for the free kick. He was really good, and he probably put his price up by a million or something like that. <laughs> if if that's the sort of last we see of Hakim, and it probably will be in terms of starting, it was great because he has got fantastic quality. And I mean, it was a brilliant moment when Badia Shield scored because he 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 scored like really adjusted his feet really well, and then he looked at the offside flag and he just thought he probably was thinking like, knowing our luck this evening is going to be offside, and he could just see that relief when he knew it wasn't, and it was a really really nice moment. So yeah, great delivery and a great finish and. Once we scored at two one, it seemed like the the pressure was off the team. Just they could much more free flowing, and then we scored a a really really good uh, high quality team goal. So yeah, really good moment that. Yeah, and no, I think it's obviously we we saw Fafana dropped. I think he's been really poor um, yeah. recently, and Badia Shaw came in, and he's just looking great. He's looking yeah. really solid. He looks like good a role of a defender. Yeah, he's he's looking fantastic. What a really great signing, I think. Um, shame we haven't seen more of him really at 22, but plenty of years to come for him, I'm sure. I think we talked about this on the podcast last week or the week before. Sort of, it's quite a baffling situation where he was starting so many games and looking good, and then he just sort of got dropped from the team, and we never we haven't seen him for so long. It's quite bizarre. I think what happened, Lampard had mentioned it in his um, presser before. I think he was asked about Badia Shield before the game. Actually, he said he's very close to starting. I think he started that Brighton game when we got beat 3-1. And I think that was a game where Bowley came into the... Well, it wasn't anything. The, the, the game where Bowley came into the dressing room, apparently Lampard afterwards absolutely ripped into the team. So maybe like Lampard had that negative mental association with Bowley's shoe in that game and he dropped him. But um, yeah, I think Lampard in, 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 Lampard in, in the past has sort of had blind spots where he's dropped Rudiger and dropped Tamori before, but... Hopefully he just keeps playing Badia Shield because Fafana at the moment he's had a bad month Fafana so I think Badia Shield I think it needs to be Badia Shield and Silver just for a little while and that and Silver was really really was mentoring him really well under Potter so just want to see Badia Shield in the team every week to be honest yeah I've seen some Chelsea pro- 
predicted lineups or potential lineups under Posh if it is him that, that's manager. And I've seen Badish Hill and, and Oil Colwell play this sort of left back role, similar to what Ben White plays for Arsenal at right back, where because Chelsea like to build up still in a three at the back, you, you play them at left back, but they end up playing sort of left centre back ish in that role. And I think Badish Hill and Colwell both are, are, are good profiles for that because you can play Reese James on the right of a, of a four and he end up, ends up playing quite attacking. And, and Colwell or Badish Hill ends up playing left back in a in a four, basically, yeah. but obviously more central. And yeah, I, I think that could work really well with Madrid playing ahead of him. I, um, I think that's a, a potential option for next season for sure. I, I think Man City did this box thing, right? And I think some teams will be copying now. They do this box thing where they just play three centre backs essentially and just spread them. And then yeah. they play the box in the middle. And I'm not saying a potch will copy that, but I think teams will incorporate that because it really does help, especially if your fullbacks are injured or something like that. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. and you've seen Arsenal yesterday uh, away at Newcastle. Zinchenko, even though he's playing left back, he's actually playing centre mid, basically, when they've yeah. got the ball. And, and he just floats around in that centre mid spot and they play White, uh, Gabriel and, and, well, Saliba, but... Um, yesterday was whoever they played. Kind of so. like someone like Tierney, who's like a who's like Chilwell, who's like a through and through left back, hasn't played because I must say it's dying out. But in these systems, they're just not as not as effective. They just don't yeah. invert well. Yeah, we just need good ball players, right? Yeah, um, I think that's maybe where Chilwell suffers a bit in our team. I think his his passing, his control sometimes isn't always on point. Whereas maybe I think that's more of a strength of Kukurea, although we haven't really seen it. Is he's able to receive the ball and and play it quite nicely out. But yeah, I think that was what he was doing at Brighton quite well, but hopefully we can see more of that uh, going forward. I mean, our squad is just so, so exciting for next season uh, already. And that's with even out adding anyone else. Like I'm just excited to see a a fantastic tactician. If we can get one come in and see what they can do with this squad, because it is absolutely ready to go. I think. I mean, we, I saw a good tweet, um, recently where in our January signings we haven't really missed I mean you think about it um, in terms of I think Guso is going to be a great pickup Badi Ashil um, Madueke Enzo I mean these are all great pickups the, the ba- things like Koulibaly and Kukurea they're the and to a certain extent Sterling they're the ones where people go with huge money and then huge wages not doing very well all the January signings have essentially come in and done pretty well to be honest and Madueke and Badi Ashil 60 million all together looks like fantastic business so yeah you have to say when the board obviously were had taken over a very short amount of time before the start of the season to sort of replace the players yeah. obviously remember that when we lost Christensen and Rudiger we basically had Thiago Silva and who am I forgetting there's one other guy that we 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 only had two centre backs basically yeah. on in the squad for the next season so they had to sign for Farn and Kulabali just to make up the numbers yeah. Was it Saar? You thinking of? Yeah, maybe Malang Saar. I mean, we, 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 we were very we were very weak at centre back, and they they sort of I wouldn't say they panic buys, but you know they it was it there was a level of urgency required to to get centre backs in the squad for the season. Yeah, so. I also don't think Kudabadi was a bad buy. I mean, maybe he'll come good next year. I think he'll struggle to get in the team next year, to be honest. But um, maybe just the league didn't suit him or etc. So yeah, so I don't I don't yeah. I think you can obviously analyse transfers post. And and say, you know, when Koulibaly came in, we we're all really excited. To be honest, yeah, I, so, yeah I, don't, I don't think he was a bad buy at the time. He's just turned out to be yeah. a bad buy. And Kukurea is definitely a wait and see. And it, we, that, just talking about the the system that we, I think Kukurea might play better in that sort of box inverted system. Being the Zinchenko role and Chilwell, well, in some senses, Chilwell is a bit more of a thoroughbred wing back. I think Chilwell is just fantastic in a three four three. 
So if we play a free for a free chill, will be fantastic. But I think Kukurea might also have some. I think under Poch, he could really come on as well. So definitely don't want to like give up on Mark Kukurea either. So yeah, I mean, mainly the media to focus on the Mudrick signing because we stole him off Arsenal when it was a lot of money, um, and he hasn't really performed yet. But we actually have made some really good signings and really shrewd signings, uh, like as well. So really exciting for next season going forward. Well, let's let's talk about some temperatures. It's been a while since we've yeah. uh, only we're had the, the temperatures. <laughs> temperatures are back. The freezer yeah. door is being unlocked. Well, the the the, the, the oh. section the freezer has been put on ice for this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for, what, for one night only. We're taking the coats off. Yeah, special special <laughs> edition temps. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, go on, Chris. You're the host, mate. You go first. Uh, in the freezer for me. Welcome back to the freezer, Kai Havertz. Oh, God, you stole it off me. <laughs> you stole it off me. <laughs> I genuinely forgot he was playing for most of the game. And, when he, and then when I did remember when he got the ball, he often, he often lost it. Um, bizarre, bizarre performance. He just seemed to be everywhere and nowhere. Like, yeah. he, I, I, the one thing you get with Havertz, I think, obviously, he runs around, he, he works hard. But outputs-wise, in terms of you know receiving the ball, moving it round, I didn't. It just didn't seem to work for him, and he just seemed to get lost a bit in the game. And we just needed someone up front, I think, to kind of. We have two great wingers, like Pacey. Almost need a bit of a backboard, and he just couldn't really offer that. He, you know, wanted someone to take the ball in, play it out to the wings. I think he really struggled in the game. A bit of physicality. Yeah, we we desperately need a number nine. It's just it's just so frustrating that Amanda Brozier got injured because we need to forget yeah. about Amanda a little bit. Um, and you know, we know Bamiang's been a big story, and you know, the whole story in the media is that Chelsea need a striker. And we had a striker. Brozier would have done a fantastic job this year. Um, mm. not sure. And we just like you said, we need a backboard. We just need someone who can hold it up. And yeah, with Kai, I mean, I'm actually going to put Kai in my freezing as well. But yeah, just not good, not good at all. Tricky one um, for Havertz. Hopefully, he finds his way. Um, for my warming up, I'm gonna put Kante in there, who I thought had a absolutely fantastic game um, on Saturday. He was actually everywhere, and he was putting his foot in, winning balls, running past people, got the assist, which was impressive on the right wing. Um, I thought he was excellent and he really epitomised what we're looking for in terms of getting up the pitch. Him and Gallagher worked really well. They they offered very similar profiles in the game. And I think people sort of forget what Kante's offering when it's 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 a bit um underrated in terms of how he's 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 not just up the pitch, he's getting back as well and yeah, I was so impressed with him, in the, especially in the first half, uh, um, or basically all the way up to he got he got substituted off. But yeah, he was excellent. Shame he can't really deliver as as well in the last third. But to get an assist is obviously great news. And yeah, I was I was really happy to see him basically back to his best and really important player for us um, towards the end of the season. Nice, nice. Uh, boiling hot for me. 
Um, I'll leave. Well, there's a there's a couple probably, but I'm going to say uh, Baddy Ashil. I thought was mm. outstanding. Welcome back. Mm. Um, scored the what would have been basically the winning goal. Um, thought he was excellent on the ball. Great touches. He had the most touches of everyone on the pitch. Um, he 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 did well to not just you know pass the ball sideways. He moved forward with the ball. Um, and yeah, just really, really happy to see him back playing for us. And I was a bit worried when he went down. I think at one point that he might he might be yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh goodness, are we gonna what we're gonna do if he goes? But uh, see, he got back up and he scored the well the second goal, which which was a great take and a, a really good finish. Yeah, I don't think he got enough credit for the finish. Like, yeah. like, unbelievable finish! Like just yeah. just like sorted his feet out like a scissor kick. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's like a Decanio. Well, not yeah, not quite. Really good finish. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was excellent. So, yeah, a bit of that in his locker. A few more goals. I mean, he was unlucky not to score a few goals from some set pieces kind of earlier on in the mm. season when he was playing, but he's a handful. and He should yeah. be a big threat from set pieces. Yeah, definitely. He's got the stature, right? And he's just for someone his size and the way he moves, I think it's quite unusual. He's, he's quite fluid on the ball. He's quite um, quite silky. So, yeah, he's love it. Very- very calm and assured, doesn't seem too overawed. Um, I think there was one moment against, I can't remember if it was Southampton, we lost at home and he had a bit of a wobbly first 20 minutes. But other than that, I, I think he's just very assured on the ball, very relaxed, can spray a pass, good tackling, good airily. Eight out of ten, eight out of ten, a lot of areas of centre back, and that's just really good at his age. And just I think he's been a great pickup. And there were a lot of teams interested in him, you know, uh, Madrid, Man City, I think Arsenal were in there as well when we, we got him. So. A lot of these, we you know, we get teased. We, we bought so many players, and you know, we spent six hundred million, and we're a twelfth or whatever. Some these players will come good. We, we like, a lot of these players, like Madueke, he was being hunted down and scouted as well. Like it's really good that we pick these players up, and I think they're going to improve a lot. And the next fr- three, four years, they could be really be like fantastic for us. So yeah, really good. I mean, we're eleventh, like, by the way. Not we're eleventh. Wow, we're we're twelfth when we're getting criticised. Eleventh. Come Sorry. on, come on. Sorry, but, give us some give us some credit. Like, like I said before, we are absolutely stacked depth-wise as a centre-back. I mean, obviously, Silva has only got a couple of years left. But even so, with, with Levi coming back, um, we've got Fafana. Uh, I think I thought Chalabar had a really good game at right-back. I think he, I think Trevor Chalabar, he could be sold possibly for the FFP, FFP we talk about. But really, really good backup. Uh, he can play in, in most systems. So, yeah. Um, Really, really happy of our with our, our our defense in general. And let's be honest, our defensive numbers are pretty good. I think we've pretty much got a similar re- defensive record to Arsenal. That's not where the issues have been. I mean, we haven't really got, got a very good goalkeeper, and we've already conceded about you know like 36, 37 goals in the Prem. So um, yeah, so really happy of our defense in general going forward. All right, over to you, Brady. For yeah, your... I know you've already had him, but I've got to put Kai in the freezer. Yeah, it's, just, it's, just, it's the double freezer. You get that he trick. Must, he must love vitamin D because he's always orange on foot mob. This guy, it's like green, 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 green. <laughs> he's orange, and it's like he just—he <laughs> just, gives the ball away. He—he—he he, he doesn't hold it up. He—he he just runs about. He's just like a, a youth player that just puts a lot of effort in. He's—he's he's, he's quite skinny and gangly. He, he just doesn't, he hasn't really got, I, don't, I just don't know where you're going to put him. And the next year, there's obviously going to be argument about when he plays deeper, where are we going to put him? Who's he going to be ahead of? Is he going to be ahead of Nkuku if, say, Felix stays? You can't see him being ahead of the wings and Sterling, Mudrick, Madueke. Where's he going to go? 
He's basically just going to be a backup number eight, number ten. Like, obviously, Mason Mount hopefully stays. I just can't see when he's not utilised in a false nine, like he is now. Let's say we buy an obviously Lukaku might come back or Ambrosia comes back in, and we buy a striker. Where's he going to play? I don't see a future for him at Chelsea Football Club because unless he really, really turns up in a deeper position, he's he's stuck because he doesn't score enough goals. We put him on pens and that hasn't increased his confidence at all. I thought that would really increase his confidence because he got a couple of pens. He had that good week under Potter where he um, he scored against Dortmund, that fantastic ice-cold penalty. He scored against against Leicester. Since then, nothing. Just gone yeah. cold again. And just, it's not, it's not good I, I think when, when you see other players in the in the box, these are players from you know the top teams, when they receive the ball in the box, I'm talking about Jesus, Martinelli, Saka, Grealish, Mares. You saw Madueke receive the ball for us as well in the penalty area. It looked really dangerous with the ball. Players are backing off him. Don't know if he's going to go shoot. You know, he might dribble past you, both sides. When Kai Havertz receives the ball in the box, which he does, he receives the ball to feet a few times in the box. You know, what is he actually ever doing with the ball? No. He is, he's offering no threat whatsoever to dribble past someone. He's not a great first-time shooter or, you know, he's not looking for half a yard to get in a great shot on goal. You know, he's not, he's just not an attack. He's not a good attacker. He's not a dangerous attacker. He's, he's certainly not a player that you need at the, if you're trying to compete at the top level and, you know, you're, you've got a good de- defensive structure and you're trying to counter with Mudrik Madueke and another player, you know, it, it, it's really, really, awful to watch him in these tight situations and, and you know a really really disappointing end to this season for him and uh, for me it's time to move on from him I mean it really is yeah I mean, we'll, we'll always talk about who can I mean if Conor Gallagher keeps turning up they're not going to want to sell Gallagher they might keep him as a backup like eight or whatever and you know maybe we could just get you know Kai is the biggest cash cow you know we can probably get 50 60 million like you said probably buying another punt or a team in Germany or a big team will have a punt on him because he has got talent. Like, and that's a frustrating thing with Kai. Salzburg away. I don't know if you remember that goal. We just pinged it top corner from twenty-five yards. He can do it. He can do it. Yeah, he has that's the ability. Great. I mean, we've never we've seen that once. Ever. Yeah, but Craig, he can do it. He's, he has scored some good goals, and he, he he can be very creative, and he he can do good things, and he, he he's actually quite good in the air. He can do it, but he just no 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 no. I don't agree with any of that. Yeah, I, I don't either. I don't think I've seen him ever be very creative. I don't think I've, he's not good in the air. You know, I, I just don't. I think we, we try and find the positives with Kai because you've yeah. seen it once in a blue moon. But really, consistently, we, we've seen the games. I think you can say with other players, we haven't seen them given the chance. Um, mm. Mudrick is one of them, which I'm going to be critical of in, in, in a minute. But, you know, Oof. where he hasn't really been given the chance. We've seen it with Kai. He played 84 minutes on Saturday. I mean, he's doing nothing in the games. No. Nothing at all. Well, there's that, there's that Batman film, Batman and Robin, and there's a character called Mr. Freeze in that by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that was a box office flop. Cost lots of money. Didn't make any money. Rubbish. <laughs> and so, moving on. Warming up. It's a guy that I've, I've been a bit... I haven't been, been quite critical of him. Warming up, Joe Felix. Lampard gave him a lot of stick... Before the Arsenal, not before the Arsenal game, I never remember they did that uh, pitch side interview of him, and he was basically a, he gave him a bit of a Mourinho. He went, he's good, but he's just not really sort of it in a in an undercover way. He's not really working enough. He doesn't work enough off the ball. I'm not sure where to put him. When Jao Felix come on and he scored, a, he's got a great goal, really ice cold finish, really really good finish. You know, showed this shirt. I think he's I think it's pretty obvious that he wants to stay at Chelsea. I think behind the scenes that he wants to stay at least for another loan. But he really was running about and pressing a little bit more and a lot more energetic. And if you can bring that and bring a bit more 
dynamism to his play in terms of he's never, he's never going to be my physical player. He's not a physical player at all. He's going to get pushed off the ball a lot and things like that. Um, but if he can show a bit more dynamism and pressing and have the ability, I'm all for Jack Felix. But if he's just going to not work off the ball, you can't do that. And he certainly won't be allowed to do that under Poch. So if he can up the other side of his game and, and bring the quality that he has, then definitely we could you know, have him from another loan. I think another loan would be a good option. What do you boys think? Yeah, I think another loan is probably where his best opportunity is to return to Chelsea. I mean, if you think about people calling Gallagher, you know, Lampard's son in sense of, you know, what he what <laughs> he Lampard, offers. Lampard's nephew. Lampard's Lampard, son. right. But, you know, he Felix is way off in terms of work rate compared to those two. Yeah, but he is, yeah. So, you know, if he, if he regards those two as like the players that, you know, he thinks they're going to, he wants to burn the team. He called Felix out, and we've called Felix out for exactly the same thing throughout the season. And he's come I, back I to the It's necessarily his work rate, just. I, I, he's very weak in duels as well. He's, he's just not a competitive player. Uh, I don't think that's ever, ever going to change. Exactly. Right? Are you I, saying Nicole can improve that or whatever? I, I don't think. Gone. Sorry. I don't think he can improve that aspect of his game, and you can see, you know, he's been he's worked under Simeone for so long now, three or four years was it before that he, he came, and Simeone gave up on him. That's what that's what happened. He gave he he thought he couldn't change that aspect of his game. He'll never be that player, and and I I agree. I, he doesn't strike me as someone either that's going to be a great fit under Posh. No, but what what you what you do get with him is in situations like where on Saturday. Um, or, or any other time where we're sort of maybe not winning, need a goal. He is a good, he is a good player to bring on because he can do things that not a lot of players can. He's got fantastic skill, movement. His his touch is absolutely incredible. Um, and I think he'd be he quite good. Versus, I think he'd be good versus a low block because I think he can unlock teams a little bit. He can do good pass. He can dribble past players. Um, that would that would be good. But in terms yeah. of, I think if he wants of... to return to the top level, he has to. He has to do the dirty side of the game a bit more and yeah. and contribute. And I think that's something he'll either have to learn or he'll just accept. Well, that's that's going to be a non-negotiable one to potch. Like, well, that's it. Well, he's got to right. run. So, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. But, you know, I take him back on a loan basis. I think what he's still got a lot to offer. When came into Tottenham, he basically just cleared out all the players. He just didn't want to do what he did. He, he wanted to do. And then the ones who remained, like Kane, Deli Ali, Ericsson, all those guys and Son, they stayed and they played all the time because they were willing to run for him. So let's see if he's willing to adapt his game. But it was a good moment for him, and it the Lampard called him out, and I think he responded to it. I think he and it, that was good to see. Uh, boiling hot this week, really easy. It's not any matter. Okay, um, nice. he's it, giving me Saka vibes. I mean, it's a bit of a we're comparing Chelsea players to Arsenal players, apparently. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a dangerous game after one win and forty-two points this year. But uh, the reason I say that is. But Bakayo Saka's got a fear factor now. Players back off him. And Madueke's already got that. He can just gain 10, 12, 15 yards straight away. He just drives straight away and they're backing off him. He can yeah. go either he can go either way. He's two-footed. There's a lot um, since the game that his decision-making wasn't the best, but that will come. I mean, he's only had two starts in a row. And it, um, uh, I think he actually got a bit of cramp after the Arsenal game. And I think he was actually a bit of a doubt for this game coming in. So to come in, like, not maybe not 100% fit either, 100% fresh, and, and p- produce a first-half performance like that was really good. It's the first time I've seen a performance like that from a Chelsea winger. I can't even remember. Maybe Hazard or someone. I can't remember players being scared of someone like that and backing off, backing off. And just, he, he, can, he can shoot on either foot. He can invert. He's got a good, he's got a good cross. And so... 
Yeah, I'm really excited about him. And, you know, there's been a lot said about Mahalo Mujuric with Craig is going to talk about him a bit. I'm not sure he's going to put him in the freezer or whatnot. But it's, I think he's a fantastic signing and really, really exciting. And he's just, you can just put him on that right hand side or the left and he can just, he can just, like, you know, go past players and, and really scare them. And he, he makes some, he made some of the Bournemouth defenders look silly. And that's just really, really great to see as a Chelsea fan because we have not seen enough of that over the years. So this is an exciting player that we can get behind. So. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. He he's, he was fantastic. I thought. Yeah. Nine. We, he had nine attempted take-ons in the game. Yeah. And he completed six of them. I a think, lot of our players for the years we've, we've had we've kind of had the bulldozer sort of a striker or the really good technical players behind. We haven't had really really exciting wingers. You know what I mean? And we have now, and it's just it's just a re- really nice thing, and it's it's something that the league doesn't have a ton of either. Even City. I mean, with Mares. I mean, Mares is great, but you wouldn't say he's like a. He's more of a technical player. He can, you know, he's like cuts in and things like that. Manoweke is just like raw pace, uh, can go either way. Lots of skill, unpredictable. So yeah, really and we've nice. seen that he's got a good shot on him. Not for Chelsea, but we've seen it for no. PSV. Where yeah. he's got a great shot on him as well. I mean, even on Saturday, like he, he kind of um, he 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 came in, he lost the ball, but he got it back. He, he shouldered the player off, and then he got a shot in on his right on his right foot. He wanted the ball, and um, he's joked he's joked since on Chelsea TV that. Um, you know that he, he that he'd have to do some shooting practice this week. Just just like just a good attitude. Just admitting that you know he wasn't that great in the final third, but he'll get better. And he just seems, you know what it is. He just seems to enjoy playing for the club. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure it hasn't been great fun playing for Chelsea Football Club this year. But he's just come in and saying like it's a it's an honour to it. I look down at the crest of the badge and it's an honour. Need more of that. These players are getting paid a lot of money. It's good to be at Chelsea, and it will be. So we want players who want to be here long term. Uh, not not with the heads turned and all that. So, yeah, really happy with him. I think that was his fourth start for us. Yeah, and he hasn't hasn't played nearly enough minutes and there's no reason not to play him in every single game. I don't care if it's City, United away, don't care. Because that City, it doesn't matter if we get slapped 5-0 by City. Give these players the experience. There's no yeah. point in playing. Just, like, get them out there at the Etihad, get them playing against good players because they're going to play eventually. They don't No need to set up in a defen- two defensive structure. If we get beat four, five, one, whatever, they, they, at least they get the experience. So, yeah, that's what I would do. Just play him every game for me. Yeah, Craig, great. you're up, son. In the freezer for me, Mikhailo Mudrik. Oh, this is controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit controversial, but for everything that you've just talked about for Noni Madueke, where, where was that from Mikhailo Mudrik on Saturday? He's up against. Adam Smith for Bournemouth, a 32-year-old th- right back. You know, it, he had the opportunity to receive the ball and do exactly what Madweke did on Saturday. Scare defenders, terrify them, could go either way, could cut in and shoot. We saw absolutely none of that. He's so panicked on the ball. One thing I, I thought when we signed Mudrick was that he was, a lot, he was going to be a lot more ready-made to to come into the Premier League and, and star straight away, especially after that Liverpool cameo. What what we've seen is the opposite of that. For every every time we've seen him play, he looks raw. He looks almost like a deer in headlights sometimes when he receives the ball with his back to goal. No idea what to do with it. You know, he he's not. Noni Madueke looks like a player that's played right wing his entire youth career and he knows exactly how to play that. That was his position. He played him in his right position on, on Saturday, Madueke, and he delivered. He looked dangerous every time he received the ball. Mikhailo Mudrik, I'm thinking, when, don't panic 
on the ball. What, what what's he doing? Like he, he kept trying to sprint down to the the byline. He had one horrific dive as well. Um, that got he got booked for. Like I I just don't know what he's up to on on the pitch, and and it's and it's really really concerning for me. To, to watch him play because he's not the player that I think a lot of Chelsea fans want him to be. That was a prosecution. Go on, Chris. You're the defence. Go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think he... I, coming from the Ukrainian league, I don't know what you're expecting. But yeah, definitely needs a lot of work, but not worried at this I, stage at all. He's, this I is his sixth start. Yeah, I, I, don't see, I don't see how you can say you're not worried when when you've literally seen the fifth start from Madweke and also how he played against Arsenal Madweke. That's what we want to see, just that that glimmer from Mudrick, and we're not seeing it. Yeah, but so, not you know, everyone, not everyone can, not everyone is Madweke, and that's fine. Um, Madweke is fantastic, great. But when, great when we signed both these players, sorry, were, were you expecting Mudrick to be the one that was miles behind Madweke? Madweke no, was a, a younger player yeah, coming from. I didn't, yeah, but I didn't know what to expect because I'd not really heard of either player. I'm sorry. I, I think we pull up some messages about Mudrick saying how excited you were about him and, and yeah, of course what, he's, what, what he's a player, what player signing he's going to be. And I think we had some early Hazard comparisons for Mudrick. I mean, what, what we've, we've gone from that to now, oh, he needs a bit of time. And, and, and you know, I, I think what a lot of Chelsea fans are doing, and, and this is fair enough, I mean, obviously fans of teams are, are going to be like this, is they're not seeing the red flags, the concerns that, that we can see already from Mudrick that, that you're just ignoring and hoping that he, he develops and making excuses for him saying, oh, he's come from the Ukrainian League or whatever. Not excuses, I think he, he, he's 20, how old is he? 22, I think. How can it be? Re- how can it be excuses at twenty two? If he was twenty six, I'd be like, "Yeah, this guy's not looking at very good at all." But he's twenty two. He's come from a different league. He's settling. He's come from a by the way war. So you know, let's let's not forget that. There's a huge context with the experience he's gone through from that. He's turned up in a completely new country. He was probably expecting to go to a different club. Let's be honest. He wanted to go to Arsenal. That was talked about a lot. Trying to settle here in. In England, Potter didn't play him at all, basically. Um, so he hasn't had the best, I'd say, introduction. Um, different from Madaweke in that sense for me. Um, but, you know, I think you're maybe going a bit too overboard on him at this stage. I think let's see what he does towards the end of the season. Let's, I'm, let's happy to, I'm happy to let's see what he does. That, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying that he can't be good in the future. What I'm saying is his performances at the moment are very, very concerning and very poor, to be honest. He, he's not been good in, in, in any game recently. I think he was and, good against Arsenal, wasn't he? I don't think so, no. He was good in that game. For the him. main thing that I've seen about Maddowaka, if you went back to January where we saw that uh, Liverpool cameo and you were here three months, um, you know, over three months later and you saw that he hasn't, he hasn't got a goal yet and he's only got a couple of assists, you would be surprised because he looked electric that game. So mm. he, has been a, he has been a letdown in that sense. Exactly. Yeah, so, but he has done well when he's come on. And, you know, another thing, not coming from the Ukrainian League, he, he didn't have a pre-season. So he has, hasn't really been able to get the minutes flowing. But I, I'm in the middle. I'm not in Craig's position. I'm not in Chris's position. I'm kind of in the middle. I think that... He's got a lot of raw energy, like I said before, a few pods back. He looks like a youth player. To, he looks like a youth player. Raw. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm, uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying as well. If you bring Amari Hutchinson on, it's kind of not similar, but like, I'm not saying that you know he's not not better than Amari Hutchinson, but it, you bring him on, it's like he came on against City, Amari, and it, it was he was it was too much for him. It was like he he got all the ability, but he couldn't couldn't quite put the pieces together. Um, so yeah, 
I think he's got amazing attributes, the raw pace. But we, have, we I think also we've got to use him a bit better. Um, when teams are tiring, just put him on as a false nine or something like that and just knock it over the top. A bit like Brentford play, knock it over the top and it's run through. We've just got to utilise his pace a bit more. We kind of, the way we play, we kind of play in a structured system where we just give it to him really tight on the, really tight on the left wing and he, he's got three or four players around him if he can't do it. When he has space and uh, when he play, playing behind teams, that's when he can really, really hurt teams. So if we play, like, let's say we play on the, maybe the City game or a Liverpool away game, you play on the break, you play against the line, against the high line, that's where he could be super, super effective. But, but in the in the situations where you play teams that play slightly deeper or whatever, like, for example, the, the run Sterling made and the fantastic assist yeah. he made for Felix's goal, what, I can't see Mudrick doing that. I just don't see that in his locker. At the moment, no, but it's, you know. I think he's got a lot of potential, this kid. And I think when you watch him play... So no, one, ta- no one is disputing his potential. We're, we're trying to analyse his actual performances on the pitch. Oh, if you look at his performances on the pitch, he didn't. Re- you know, we played a lot down the right wing on Saturday. It's very difficult to... I think he had the least amount of touches of anyone on the pitch who started the game. Half of Madueke, so... But yeah, is, I mean, is, that his, is that his fault or is that uh, the fault of the style well, of play? <laughs> well, yeah, you could look at style of play. But you're you're talking about him, not style of play. You said yeah, that he's been making the, making the right runs in behind, showing for the ball. You know, I, I don't think they're ignoring him out there. I don't think that was the strategy. I think, I think Chilwell was underlapping him, as you said, or overlapping him, and he was pushing. Yeah, and he was going out wide left. That's that's perfect for him, right? Picks up the ball, chance to take on Adam Smith, one on one. I don't think he received the ball that often down there, which is why the least amount of touches probably. Yeah, I think, I think there's obviously a lot of a lot of excuses you you can make for him. What what I would say is that you know, as a sixty million pound player coming in at the age of twenty two, I, I don't think twenty two is young these days. I think twenty two is you know you, you you're starting to get going in your career. He's older than Madweke. I, I I'm and he's only a year younger than sort of Jao Felix, who you're expecting to to you know be X Y and Z already as well so we're not making the same excuses for him so I, I, I just think we, we need to be objective here and we all would love Mudrick to be a success we all can see that he's got incredible pace and, and potentially skill and, and he's got the chance to be a good player what I'm saying is right now he's not at the level required to play to start for a team like Chelsea if we're going to be challenging for top four that, that's all I would say I think just to, maybe just to finish off is like in terms of minutes We've all been pushing for him to start. I don't think that should happen now. I think he should come on the last half. I think Sterling should start every game. And I think that uh, Madrid should come on at, at, at half an hour at the end. Because this is, I think, he's running into the same problem, I think, doing that sort of thing. Like what's what's the urgency to start Sterling now? Well, I that, think he's going to be our starting left winger, I think. Yeah, yeah, but that, but yeah, he will be the starting left. But we've got four games left. Madrid looks a lot better off looking the bench, quite raw. Why don't you just play him? I mean, Madrid Does it matter if he's... You just said about not worrying about being spanked by Man City. Why is it? Why are we worried then about playing Mudrick and getting him, you know, minutes in four games where we're not going to get relegated and we're not getting he's up a lot more effective it. off the bench? That's all. Maybe it will help him confidence-wise. I don't think it helps him confidence-wise. But he's just not playing very well. Uh, that's all. I just not trying to just even for him. Just might be. It might be better. That's all. I'm I think saying. we just need to see him play more and let him. You know, talk about one of the first things that was said was rabbit in rabbit in the headlights. Well, yeah, you're going to get that if you just randomly chucked into matches every now and then. I don't think so. I think Madueke's been randomly chucked in the last two games after not featuring for two months, and I think he's looked really good. So there's no excuses there. I agree. Madueke's been brilliant, yeah. Maybe maybe some people 
go at different rates. To be continued is debate next season. Let's see, right. yeah. So I'm not going to do a boiling hot because I think you guys have covered the the two players that I thought were fantastic in the game, which were Badishil and Madweke. Not ZH boiling hot? But I will do a warming up because we haven't talked about this player. Well, we've been critical of this player, uh, Conor Gallagher, but but playing in his right position, which is sort yeah. of that eight in a 4-3-3, I thought he, his energy and his performance on Saturday was really good and that should be acknowledged at least because I think we've kind of written him off because he's got a good FFP number for us. If we sell him for 50 million, I think that adds 45 or something to our, Oh no, the entire 50, I think to, to FFP, yeah. which would be obviously fantastic considering we're scrapping around for every penny right now to meet the requirements for this three year rolling period, I think for next summer. So I think um, he, he's definitely potentially on the chopping block, but I, I just want to say that I thought he had a really good game on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. I thought a lot of yeah, energy um, can be quite rash at times, but if he harnesses that energy in the right way, it can be really effective, especially in games like this where it's quite scrappy and you're playing away and you need that. So, yeah, uh, very happy for that Connor got a good performance and an important goal. So, um, you know, to, to, it, with our team at the moment, to take the lead was really big because obviously, even though uh, Bournemouth equalised, we, we kind of built a bit of a... Um, a bit of stature in the game, a bit of a foundation. So to score first was really important in that game. Because if we go down 1-0, the heads will just go down. Uh, well, they would have if in that situation, because we, when you do six, six on the bounce going into possibly 007. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really important to score first for once. Because it, it does just set the foundation in the game and just gets you, yeah, just makes it a lot more likely you're going to get a point or three points, right? So, yeah, very important goal. It was a good goal, very good finish. And not, not your strength heading. And you could... And that's what I feel about you wouldn't if Cover was in that position, Cover would probably would have hit the corner flag, let's be honest, trying to head it from there. So I don't think he would have ever been there. But well, I, it, I have well, to say let's, let's say it was Kante or Cover, he wasn't going in the bottom corner, let's be honest. Yeah. So, for me, goal goal scoring midfielders is critical yeah. for yeah. really trying to push yourself up to the very top of the table. So yeah, it's, it's important it, for us to have players like that in the bottom. It, it wasn't a good performance, but he did score against Brighton as well. So he's got a couple of goals recently and that's more than you can say for a lot of our attackers. So fair play to Connor. Yep. So we're going to go beyond the bridge, are we? We're going to go beyond the bridge into a fight that we're no longer a part of. Yeah, it is actually beyond the... This is our section where we talk about matters outside uh, Chelsea. So it's actually good that we're going to talk about a subject that is actually beyond us now, <laughs> that we, we were involved in, but it is beyond us. It's, it's a relegation battle. So we're going to talk about who we think is going to go down this year. And that, mm. at West, Ham, West Ham won last night and beat Man United after the, the De Gea era. So West Ham at the moment, if we just read the table at the moment, the bottom five are Southampton are bottom, Everton, Nottingham Forest in 18th, uh, Leeds in 17th and Leicester in 16th. And we'd say that Southampton are pretty much uh, down. But there's, yeah. four there's four teams fighting for two spots. So if I just read the odds of going down, Leeds are one to two against to go down. Everton are four to six. Nottingham Forest five to six, and then Leicester are favourites to stay up at seven to four. So, but what do you think, Chris? What 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 are you thinking in terms of the relegation? But who do you think's going to be going down this year? I can't really call it. 
Yeah, it's uh, a tough one. It's isn't it? really tricky. I mean, they're, they're four teams. They're separated by a point. I mean, mm. Leicester leads Forest all on 30 points. Yeah. Everton are on 29. So There's even two with the same goal difference, minus 25. It's mad. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's a team that you're thinking, yeah, they're, you know, they'll definitely stay up. They've got, you know, good good goal scorers because that's the only thing that's going to keep a lot of these teams up is scoring goals, I think, because defensively they're all probably as bad as each other. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think you, you think about Daesh coming into Everton. You, we thought that was going to give him a, a fantastic chance and probably something I would still hold to be true, potentially. I think we that, the we've got Brighton away. Tough city at home, away Bournemouth at home. So I mean, the next two are really tough. They're playing tonight. Actually, we recorded some Monday, and they were playing tonight against Brighton away. Wolves away and Bournemouth at home, though they could be the ones that get them. But the next two look very tricky for uh, Everton. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I can't. I don't think I could call this. Um, I guess for me, I'm hoping. Um, if you maybe, if I was to pick one, I would. I would hope that. That Everton maybe stay up, but I don't really have any affiliation for any other ones. Um, Gun to your head, who's going down? Two, two teams. I'd say Forest. Yeah, and I'd probably pick. I think it'd be a toss up between. I think I'll go Leeds. Oof! Big Sam couldn't get not getting it done. I, I, I do think Leeds are going down personally as well. I, I, yeah. I, I do think Forrest will get a big win tonight at home to Southampton. I think that'll be the nail in the coffin for, yeah. for Southampton. Huge, huge, I mean, that's one of the biggest games. In, well, they've won the European Cup twice, not in Forrest, but that's an absolute gargantuan game tonight. They have to win. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if we read Forrest's uh, fixtures, Southampton are home tonight, and they've got the mighty Chelsea away, <laughs> which they might have been looking forward to before. Uh, then they've got Arsenal at home and then Palace away. It's very tough fixes for Forest after tonight, so they really need to win. Yeah. Um, yeah. It will be bouncing tonight, I think, the City ground. Oh, uh, it will be bouncing, definitely. Yeah. So I, I, I just don't see Southampton winning there t- tonight. And, and I think Everton will lose to Brighton inevitably as well. Fulham-Leicester should be a good game. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. But season Leicester are too good to go down? I mean, I don't know. I think yeah. the thing with Leicester is Chris has talked about Leicester can score goals. So yeah. they, they can they you know they can concede a goal. I mean the other night they conceded a couple and still got a point, you know, and they should have won that game last Monday. You know, it was a fantastic game actually. Everton. They got really hard fixtures after today. So they're playing Fulham away at three o'clock. And yeah. then they've got Liverpool New, at home, Newcastle away is their next two after that. So yeah. they've got some tough games and they finish at home to West Ham last game of the season. They might have to get a result at home to West Ham. On, but even on... Liverpool at home, you can see them beating Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool haven't been amazing away. I mean, not saying they can, but you can actually see Liverpool beating, uh, uh, sorry, Liverpool Leicester beating Liverpool at home. You can't really say that for like a Forest or a, or a Leeds. You know, Leeds have got, the problem for Leeds is they've got Newcastle at home, West Ham away, Spurs at home, quite tough fixtures. So, yeah. Um, but to be honest, like Chris said, they're only on 30, 29, Everton on 29. The other three we spoke about 30 points. 33, 34 points might get it done this year. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near, well, won't be, won't be 40, obviously, because yeah. a lot of these teams can't reach that. It might be 33, 34 gets it done. So if Forrest win tonight, I'm not saying that'll get them up, but if Forrest win tonight and then can nick a point against us or uh, Palace away last game of the season, um, they, could, they could stay up. So it's all to play for. And yeah, really, I've been an amazing relegation battle, one that we've been in until recently. But obviously... Bournemouth, I want to speak about Bournemouth. Bournemouth looked like goners in January. Um, and obviously they had 
they had to take over and that is done brilliantly and West Ham got out of it last night but it's been a really fascinating relegation battle it's been like seven or eight way for ages so yeah really been... so, so Hampton win tonight they're on 27 points right yeah, yeah the, the problem is I just, it's such a tough game Forest have been so good at home I, I just I just can't see Southampton getting a result. They've they picked up so some, some good results this season, Southampton. They they do pick up random good results. Yeah. But I don't know, you know, they're not they're not I know you said they're down. If they do win tonight, they definitely won't be thinking that. The problem because it's though, easily that all four of those teams above them could easily just lose every game. Win, even if they win the next two games and get to 30 points, they've got Brighton away and then Liverpool, uh, um, Liverpool at home. Uh, it's very difficult games. Just, they just left it too late, I think. Um, yeah, maybe. That was a real killer what happened to them against Arsenal. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the game they needed to win. I mean, Chelsea donated six points to Southampton this year because we didn't have Timo Werner and Timo Werner would just be the Southampton wrecking machine. For a, uh, they still couldn't stay up. So. I think we've given Leeds six points as well. Yeah, and... I think I think the I think Bournemouth are only the second team we've done the double over this year. I think we did the double over Leicester and we did the double over Bournemouth and to show that Chelsea's season's just been a... Not been good, but yeah, at least we're not in a relegation battle now, so we can. Who, you know, who, 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 what are the final picks then? I'm picking Forest and Leeds. Go on, Craig, what and do you Southampton. Think? I'm going to pick Leeds, Everton, and Southampton. I think Southampton's a given. I think they're going down, I'm afraid. I like Southampton as a club, so they've got a lot of good players. And there's a certain Mr. Lavia that Chelsea might be looking at, a fantastic midfielder that we might be able to get um, a little bit cheaper, maybe, if they're going down. Um, oh, it's tough, isn't it? I'm going to go. Everton and Leeds because I would like Nottingham Forest to stay up I've got a good friend who's a Forest fan and I like Forest as a club I went to a university nearby um, Nottingham has plenty of good nights out in Nottingham so I'm rooting for them tonight so not a big Sam Allardyce fan and not a big Sean Dyche fan so if they go down I've got no problem with that so yeah. we've, all, we've all given Leicester uh, uh, to stay up I, 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 th- I, th- I think Leicester have got Foxes. too many yeah, they've got they a game in hand as well Leicester yeah, I, I, I don't know that I, they can just Leicester can just score goals. I think Leicester will be fine. I think Leicester might get 36 points. They'll be fine. I mean, uh, you know, I can see Leicester winning tonight against Fulham. And you can, like I said before, they've got West Ham at home and Liverpool at home. I can see them getting four points out of those games. I mean, West Ham would have nothing to play for a final game of the season. Newcastle away is a tough one. But yeah, I can see Leicester getting five five points and I think they'll be all right. So I think Leicester will stay up. I'll be surprised. They've just got a lot of goals in their team. And even though they're pretty shocking at the back, um, They've got they might have they've got they've got a lot more goals than us this season, so uh, yeah. They've got forty six oh, goals this season. they've got forty six goals this season, so they can score goals. That's not their problem. It's just terribly terrible defence. So. Yeah, I think it what what's probably likely to happen, which would be good, is it will go down to the last day, which as as an entertainment will be will be interesting and obviously be um joy for, for some and sadness for others. But I'm kinda of hoping that it's quite close between all four still. Yeah. Um, towards the end rather than just sort of having it between you're a better man West Ham are still 250 to 1 to go down so if you want a little punt on West Ham to go down you could put a pound on but <laughs> I think I they're too far away now yeah they're too far and away and also they're playing pretty well at the moment yeah, yeah. They, they locked it in so um... but yeah which is disappointing because obviously the Declan Rice price will uh, <laughs> they will go up now again but um, yeah I think for me it's... I like to see Forest stay up so I'm going to go uh, Southampton Everton Leeds Well, speaking of Nottingham Forest, oh. 
we've they're, they're traveling to uh, Stamford Bridge on Saturday. So uh, it's what's going to be a relegation six pointer, but we've got out of it. <laughs> That's it. Who would ever be involved in a relegation fight? Um, so well, we played Forest a couple of times, but we've actually um, played them in the cup. We we've obviously we played them in the league earlier in the season. Do you remember any of the cup games we've had with them? Wonder if you can. Uh... No. Mm. We've played them in the FA Cup. Well, uh, we, didn't, we beat him like five, five or six one in the in the league cup, didn't we? Was that right? Or the FA cup? No, no, no. Oh, maybe yeah, in the league cup. Sorry, yeah, that was yeah. back in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Last time we played them um, in the FA Cup though was January twenty twenty, and we beat them two nil. I bet mm-hmm. you can tell me who scored for us that day. A couple of English boys. Twenty twenty. Who was the manager? Uh, manager. Callum Hudson Adoy. Very good. Oh yeah, he curled it in. And this was when we played in that um, that gold to- kit. I don't know if yeah, you, I think it's that. Oh, that's that's when, just when Vernon missed a penalty. Uh, no, Tamori was the other goal, maybe. No, he did. He did. He did play. He was playing at the back with Christiansen. Got the other goal, Mace. No, but you're in the right area of the pitch. Tammy. Oh no! Right, right area of the pitch. English guy, centre mid. Ross Barkley. Super Ross Barkley. 2-0. Chips Came over. Got Ross. Chips, he got a goal at the end of last season, didn't he, as well? Yeah, he a really important goal. Good old Chips. One of the game. Um, yeah, fantastic. Um, anyway, we haven't played... Let's, sorry, Nottingham Forest have a, the worst away record, I think, in the Premier League, so... We've we've picked the right candidates to come down in in the form yeah, we're in yeah. after winning a game. <laughs> um, they've uh, they've only won one game away. Um, they've they've picked up I think six points from their away games. Yeah, three three goals. Right. They've forty one goals in seventeen games. Shocking. I mean that's actually been their Achilles heel. They've actually been very good at home. Yeah. Um, they've actually picked up quite a lot of points. They've picked up twenty four yeah. points. Twenty four points at home. So they'd be fine if they could replicate that away. But they've just they're a completely different team away for some reason. Yeah, at home they've uh, drawn with Man City, beaten Liverpool yeah. and Brighton. But away their only win came against Southampton. Um, mm. So, yeah, we, we travel there in some after picking up a win. So, <laughs> having not won the previous, I think, five at home in the league. Well, the, since the international break, we've played five games at home. We've travelled to Stamford Bridge five times. We remember it very well. How many goals have we scored since, since that international break in, in March in the five home games? One. One is correct. Connor Gallagher. Connor Gallagher with his horrible deflected goal that we were getting absolutely destroyed by Brighton. All the month, wasn't it? <laughs> goal of the last two months at home. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the, our only goal in our last five trips. Got some um, shockers recently, Brentford. To, to watch the team at Stamford Bridge. So I'm just looking forward to please, can we just celebrate going 1 0 up in the game? And, and just a good goal, you know, any sort of pass and move, anything. Someone dribbles past someone and curls it in, you know, anything just to enjoy a, a goal at Stamford Bridge. I, w- I would be absolutely loving that. What, what do we think of the, the team selection for, for the Forest game? Who do you think should be getting a. Uh... A start. Obviously, we've we've come off a, a fantastic win. I think a lot of the same players might might feature. But would you would you trade anyone in or out for? It's, for it's the old game? classic. Don't really change your winning team. 
I think. Well, Chilwell's injured. Oh. So he, he's not going to be able oh, to. Oh, yeah. I think he's out for the rest of the season now, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did, a, we, we did a tweet on our account, uh, Twitter account, Eat Sleep Chelsea, which has got 400 followers now. Hopefully, we're going to get to six, 700 by the end of the season. So give us a follow. That'd be great. Oh, we did a tweet saying, Loaded Lewis Hall. So, yeah. Might see some Lewis Hall at left back. Yeah. I don't know what Kukurea's injury is. I'm not sure the update on that. I think Ukare has given it the old. I can't bother with this season anymore. You know, the two, two three weaker will turn into a four, four <laughs> five just, weaker. Uh, say that we have we have not had that confirmed. Yeah, feel Brady speculation there, which is, I, I maybe <laughs> I, I can't see Kukare. I want to say I can't see Kukare really getting really up to get back for the Man City game. Maybe it will be, but uh, um, I, I just uh, think good, good opportunity to play Lewis Hall. I think. Yeah, 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 I think Lewis Hall will be good. I think he's better than Aspia left back. <laughs> well, he he's, he's going to challenge Madueke for the amount of starts he's had. So uh, yeah, I think they're on the same yeah. mount now. So hopefully he gets one. I mean, he bought Aspia on at left back at, um, against Bournemouth, and that was for seven minutes, and that was enough for me. So <laughs> I think um, we, we spoke about Madrid. I think Sterling will probably start this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want Kai Havertz to start, but he probably will start. Um, David, David Datrabafana hasn't got a look in under Lampard. Go give Fafana a chance. Sure. Yeah, I don't know if you. I don't know if you. Did you watch the post-match presser? There's a. There's a. I think it was Neil Barnett. There's a guy called Spy, and he, he asked the same question every week. It's like who was injured and who was what. So he asked Lampard every week. He asks. He lists players and he goes right. Which of them was not selected and which not was injured? And Lampard was getting really annoyed. He was saying, "Why do you ask this question every week?" And it just shows like. The mental strain that Lampard is under, having to like leave players at home, because I think he like left. I don't think Pulisic was in the squad on Saturday, was he? Maybe yeah, he, was. he was. He was on the bench, yeah, but Fafana wasn't on the bench. I mean, Abamyang wasn't in the squad. No, uh, you know, Fafana wasn't in the squad. Um, I'm not sure was Carney in the squad. Uh, anyway, there's all no. these players he has to constantly leave at home, and it must be tough. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's just it's difficult for, for Lampard in terms of selecting in that way, and this and it just shows that we really do need to trim the squad down. But um, yeah, I think just. So, so my shout for the Forest home game is, <laughs> you, you guys aren't going to like this because you guys are haters, but my my starter would be Ruben Loftus-Cheek in Colin Gallagher's spot. I would bench Kante and I'd play Gallagher where Kante plays. And I'd play Gallagher, Enzo, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and I'd play Sterling, Havertz, and Madweke. I think that would be really good. And that's how's much Havertz, more attacking. How's Havertz getting the start? Well, Havertz, I, I don't think, I, I don't, he's not going to, just realistically, he's not going to play for Fana. Um, and Aubameyang is not in the squad, so I, I think Aubameyang could play, couldn't he? I don't think so. Well, look, I'm, I'm not fussed either way with that. But what I think that midfield of Gallagher, Enzo, and Ruben Loftus Cheek, I think, has a chance to be quite good. Mm. The handyman going into his usual position. Uh, Ruben looks right when he came on on Saturday. He, he showed a lot of strength, and yeah, um... he, he was part of those sort of the build up to that yeah. uh, sterling run to to. Felix, he's quite good on the ball. You guys are you guys are Ruben haters, but that that left no no no, right. no, no, no Ruben no, hater no, at all. No. That that is ridiculous. I'm not oh, Ruben well, hater. That at all, is no. absolutely <laughs> out of context. Right, <laughs> at all. Sorry, I'm I'm a, I do not like watching Loftus Cheek play right wing back, and I never mm. will. No, you, you like you like RLC RWB, Craig. I don't. I like RLC. Well, I do when it, when it's like tactically set up well, where he inverts and plays centre mid, basically. All I've but, said, Craig, is in a bloated squad, he's got to be one of the first to go. I'm sorry. I mean, we've got 31 players. Ruben Loftus Cheek. He's a fringe player. He's a squad player. Probably, admittedly, you know, he, he's just hanging about. Really, he just... he's a starter on Saturday. That's what I want him to be. 
But would you start him like an important game next season? No. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. So but there's really part of having a good player in the squad and he can come in and fill in a lot of roles. Like, you know, not everyone's a, a, a week to week see one, two, three handyman that comes again against Forest. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather just have the specialists. <laughs> No, and no, yeah, Lewis, Lewis Hall at left back. So my, my team would be Kepper, Hall, Badia Shield, Silva, Chalaber, Ruben, Enzo, Gallagher, Sterling, Havertz, Madweke. Thing that, that that's my team for for Forest. Can we not do a little Felix Force Nine, maybe? Is that a little thing? I, d- I just don't. Again, I'm I'm fine with anyone playing that role. I'd, I'd, I'm not starting Havertz because I think he's a really good player. Basically, put it that way. Mm. Uh, I just want to talk about the goalkeepers as well. It, I think it came out, Matt Law came out this week, that Mendy won't be signing a new contract. So it looks like it's the end for Edouard Mendy. Um, kind of sad about that. I think if I would prefer that... We all know that we need a new goalkeeper. Apparently we've been linked to the... Um, I think it's Anana at Inter Milan. I think 40 million has been touted. I think if most Chelsea fans could keep one keeper out of Kepper and Mendy, it would be Mendy. So I'm quite sad to see Edouard leave. Really fantastic career. In terms of fantastic season, anyway, under Tuchel in the Champions League, but it looks like it's going to be Kepa to the end of the season. So, uh, just thought I'd put that in there. Thanks for the good times, Mendy. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, a bit of a one-season wonder, I guess, in some sense. But um, well, some season really, really helped us win the Champions League. Fantastic. I always remember that save against Benzema in the semi-final against Real Madrid. Just like one of the best saves I've ever seen of a, of a Chelsea keeper. So. And I would, I would prefer him to stay as a number two, but I doubt he's going to want that. So and I think there's contract talks haven't gone well. So that looks like it's going to be that. So I can't see Mendy getting any minutes for the end of the season, which a lot of fans have been calling for. Maybe a little uh, Gabby Salina, uh, the 18-year-old, could get some minutes for mm. the end of the season. That, I mean, Saturday would be the perfect time. Uh, yeah. Whether they do that, I doubt. Um, but... Play Muppet City next weekend, maybe. Yeah, just play more <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Hall up front whatever give him some experience <laughs> oh yeah the last time I think we saw Lewis Hall was um, Anfield and that was a, a game to forget for him yeah um, and just speaking about Forest, I mean Forrest really should have won the game at the city ground against us they were all over a second a second half and if you remember we actually went ahead of a Sterling a really fluke Sterling goal it was a freak goal um, and that was really where I thought the writing on the wall was a little bit of a potter because I remember coming back from Christmas saying, you know, Bournemouth's a must-win and Forest is a must-win. Mm. And there was, there was, there's been things since that said that you know that the players weren't listening to instructions, and uh, you could see that maybe that was the beginning of the end for Potter um, in terms of it was a really disappointing result, and he didn't really seem to have any reason why the team had played that badly. So um, yeah, we need to better performance against Forest and. Yeah, I mean, they'll be fighting for their lives. They've got a terrible away record, but we are literally on the beach now. So we have, we do have things to play for in terms of giving players minutes, but, you know, we don't have to get points. So they're going to be fighting for their lives. So let's see what they can do. What do we think in terms of predictions for oh. the home game? <laughs> I'll let you go first, mate, Mr. Optimistic. Uh... <laughs> can I can go back to two, back? Can you get back to back? Yeah. I'm going to go... 2-1 Chelsea. Oh, quite conservative. Go on, Craig. I'm going 3-1 Chelsea. Ooh. Here we go. I'm going to go. Back. I'm going to go 3-0 Chelsea. I mean, we just say here we go. I mean, this is the literal easiest fixture in the Premier League. Yeah, because this is, this is kind of a gimme because afterwards with it's um, it's City, United, Newcastle. So 
Uh, if we get more than forty-five points, I'll be I'll be surprised. So maybe maybe yeah, Old Tra- maybe Old Trafford. Man United struggle a bit. Maybe Old Trafford we can do something. But um, yeah, this is the game where you want to pick up points and get some goals and some confidence. So I think I think three 0 uh, We should. They're really really poor away, and even though they're fighting for a lot, I don't think this is a game they'll look at and go, "We can get a lot of points from." I think when you're fighting for your lives. You're going to be fighting for every point, but I'm not sure this is 100% a game to look at and go, this is the one we're going to get three points from. Maybe, but we'll see. So, um, yeah. I'll go for it. Welcome back, Optimism. <laughs> well, we did win and we did score three goals and playing Forest at home. So, it's, yeah. So, uh, I think it's a game that I think Lampard will look at and go, this is the one we can be a bit more. Really, really tough games afterwards. Oh. All right, let's uh, let's turn to the quizmaster himself, James oh. Brady. James Mack, Lee Brady, what you want to call me? Uh, right, the quiz is he talks about it. It's another it's another one going back the ways. The last time Nottingham Forest played Chelsea in the Premier League was twenty five years ago. Oh, so the last goodness. time we played each other at the Bridge was the twelfth of September, nineteen ninety eight, and it's the old classic, boys. Can you name the team? Oh, this team. is going to be very tricky. The team and the bench. And the bench. No, so and on. the bench. Can, get the bench. can you let us know the, the result? Or just give me the, oh, that, the manager or something. Like. Okay, that day, it was uh, the Chris prediction. It was 2-1 to the Chelsea. Hey. We went 2-0 up and then they got a... Uh, they got a consolation by Jean-Claude Darchville. So I don't even know who that is. But um, right, come on, lads. Is it, is it Bialy, the manager? Uh, the manager was. I'm not sure. It must have been Vial. Was it Bialy? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, Bialy. Yeah. Um. So. Right. Wonder if that was when he was player manager, or whether it was just uh... nice little invert there. No, he wasn't. He wasn't okay. Let's so start in goal. Let's, let's try. Let's try and do it position by position. Dimitri Karin. No, no, that's too early, Kari. Is it too early? Yeah. I think Kudicini, maybe? No. No. Legend, a bit of a lanky lad. Dehoy. Dehoy. Oh, yeah, I'll go Ferrer at right back. No. Albert, Albert Ferrer? No. By the way, like Chelsea legend packs it. Just go for the legends at the back in that, in that period. Dan Petrescu? Yeah, Dan Petrescu at right back. Nice. Um... Frank LeBeuf. Very nice. He's here, he's there. He's every blooming where. Desai. Yeah, muscle Desai. They're packing him in now. Look, Desai. Lassau. LeBeuf, done. Done. Right. Lassau. That's it, Lassau. Right, you've got the the defence done. Beautiful. Good good defence. No wonder we won. Um, Di Matteo. Oh, no. Oh, there's another defender. They must have played... Oh, see, because Petrescu was playing midfield at this point, I think. I think they've played... The birth must have been playing in midfield in this game. Got no, no, P- Petrescu, Petrescu played midfield. All oh, right, so there's actually uh, a left wing back and another centre back. Actually, very defensive formation. Yeah. <laughs> and another centre back. Christ, another centre back. He's actually been an answer in a quiz before. So you always say like that's not a good clue. Like right. so many he played for Leeds and Chelsea. Play for Leeds and Chelsea. Billy Jones. No, centre back. Billy Jones. 
David, what was his name? David, I can't remember the ginger lads, I can't remember. David Rowcastle? No, no, David, uh, what was his name? I can't remember. Is it Erlen Johnson? No, it's a good guess, though. That's a good guess. David Lee. David Lee. Bit of, a, bit of a Chelsea edge, like, played for Chelsea for a while, like, English player. For Chelsea and Leeds, bit of a Chelsea ledge. Bit of a unit, like, just good in the air. Not amazing on the ball. Just Michael Dubry. Michael Dubry, oh, well done. Fantastic. And then this player, left back, left wing back, one of my favourites as a, as a kid. Andy Myers. No, not a good guess, but no, not Andy Myers. One of your favourites. If I give you a nationality, you'll get it. So I don't want to give you nationality quite yet. Give you nationality. Bit of flair. Especially if he scored, bit of bit, bit of bit of a. Uh, Was he quite small? Uh, sorry. Was he quite small? Yeah. I kind of know who it is. But I think I he can't. was. Terry Phelan. No. Come on. If I give you the nationality. Oh, you get uh, it. I, 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 no! If you give the nationality, you get it. So it's not him. I was going to say Danny Granville, but no, no. Played 132 games for the club, scored five goals. Played for Newcastle as well. Came from Anderlecht. He's 44 now, so then he would have been about, well, yeah, quite young. Pretty young. Yeah, this is like first season for the club, I think. Or second season. Would have been about 20 at the time. You have to give us a nationality. Or did a backflip if he did a backflip if he scored. Abiaro, Abiaro, yeah. Now midfield. Now this is like pure midfielders. So we've got we've only got two pure midfielders and two pure attackers. Like so, Poyet. Poyet, well done, Gus Poyet, well done. And Wise, I guess, or maybe no, uh, similar Morris. profile issue player, English player, Jody Morris. No, keep going. Good guess. Been a coach at the club for a while. Eddie Mark Newton. Eddie Newton, well done. He scored that second goal in the uh, FA Cup final. Steady Eddie. Two forwards, one you'll get and one is... Absolute, uh, absolute ropey team, by the way, this. Yeah, it's very bizarre. They've done like a six um, Tor Andre Flo up top. No. Um, it's the absolute... Come on, there's Z- one. Zola. Zola. Zola is one. And the other one had a very... Not controversial... Porcel. No. Uh, Chris Sutton. No. It's had a controversial what? Not controversial, but a very unfortunate career, Chelsea. Very Kasaragi. sad, actually. Kasaragi, yeah. Yes. Wow. Kasaragi. So he only played 10 games for the club and unfortunately got injured. And... It's that Liverpool away game, wasn't it? Yeah, he never who, came who back. Scored the goal, who scored the goals that day? Well, have a guess. What do you think? Well, it was Eddie Newton, wasn't it? <laughs> no. The first minute we scored. The first minute. It'll be Zola, isn't it? Yeah, Zola first minute. Yeah. La, la, no la, la, Zola. Zola. And then he's good, mate. You he teamed up with a lot, scored a lot of good goals with each other. Dan the man Petrescu. Oh, Poyet. Gus Poyet, 35 hey. minutes. Yeah. So we're two and a half time. Just like we will be on Saturday. Now the bench. This is the good bit. Yeah. Poyet had... ruined his legend status at, at Chelsea by going to Spurs. He, he was a bit, he's a bit of a Chelsea legend, Poyet. Oh, fantastic. I mean, that goal that he did, that scissor kick, or that where they yeah. picked it up. Oh, he scored some that brilliant. Sun- Sunderland, I think, that one. Yeah. He's one of my favourite players. Poet. I'm surprised he's never coached at the club, sort of come with a number two, because he was a coach for a while, wasn't he? I'm not surprised he didn't come as a coach at some point. Uh, I, re- yeah. I, rem- I remember ironing on Poyet 8 onto the back of my Chelsea shirt with one of those iron-on packs you picked up from Woolworths yeah. that, that you, you got the name and number on the back. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, when you watch some of the ESPN channels or the BN Sports channels, he does uh, he does do commentary, uh, punditry for Chelsea. He's always very complimentary. So he's a bit of a Chelsea lad, I think. So, uh, yeah. Now the bench. Only two players. What? Only only what? Two only two players on the bench. What do you mean? What are you talking about? There's only two players on the bench. Well, the players <laughs> the, the players that come on anyway. Right, yeah, you players. you only got listed the players that came on. Obviously, right, okay. we didn't have two players on the oh, bench. There was, oh, I know well, times yeah. were tough before Bramwich came along, but we didn't have just three subs. No, like when there thirteen was, players uh, in the squad. But in the Liverpool Chelsea <laughs> FA Cup game, there was only three subs. You only allowed three subs, were you? Yeah, but what I mean is, only three subs are available on the bench. Nice. I think it just. I think Craig's. Right. I think it only just shows you maybe. Oh, I'm maybe have to research it. Anyway, two came on. Because you could only have five on the bench at that point. Right, the first one is was a very, very, very good footballer, but came to us and it, and it didn't. He didn't really fancy it. He didn't really like it. And so he Michael Loudrop. Michael Loudrop. There you go. Nice. You got it straight away. Very nice. Came and uh, didn't play many games for the club. Uh, just didn't. Don't think he fancied didn't like it. Like in London, did he? No, just seven games and uh, didn't get a goal. So came from Rangers. Loved it. Preferred it in Glasgow to London. So fair play. Uh, and the last one, uh, I'm not going to give you too much. Well, came on for Gus Poirier, but it was a defensive substitution. Uh, I think he was a French player. French player. Bernard Lambord. Well done, Craig. Nice, wow. Craig. Well done, mate. And. Uh, I don't think I knew he was French. That's now the Thoris team. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the, they're the next. <laughs> no. We got a no, couple of the There's actually an ex Chelsea uh, goalkeeper, Dave Besson, in goal, but I won't know. We won't go through the. Uh, if you're but, any, any Forest fans listening, then uh, give us a text and or tweet yeah. us and, and give us your Forest team prediction yeah, for that. Yeah. But yeah, we would literally be here for three hours doing that. So yeah, we might we might struggle with that. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's, that's, end that's very optimistic. Three hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like an uncut version of a film. We just go through it. It's like yeah, the, the, the director's cut where we put the uh, not the forest <laughs> team in. But uh, yeah, that's that. That was the quiz this week. That's that, and that's the end of the pod. Um, thanks. Thank you guys as always. Um. And um, yeah, we look forward to uh, a big game on a big game on Saturday, and hopefully we see some some more goals, which would be nice for us. Um, but as I said, that's all we've got time for today. So regardless of the result, we will be back next week. Um, for more updates on all things the SCR, you can follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep Chelsea and Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. And as always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening. <laughs>